Hi, I'm Jake. Hi, I'm Parker. And this is Adult Theater Kid. It's early. In the morning. Jake, how are you? How's your week going? How is filming? It was pretty good. I graduated college. Uh, so that's Congrats, another thing I did. Grad. Thank you. Congratulations. I Check you Whoa, out. That's such a pun. <laughs> Whoa. I also, so I, you can't really even see it anymore because now it's healed. But in my graduation photos, there are uh, two little marks on my nose. And uh, during filming, I filmed the death scene where I was zip tied down to a chair. And an actor had to uh, come in with a wa- like a brick of money and hit me across the face. Thank and he. You. He uh, action, accidentally actually did hit me with the money. Oh, no. And so I had two gashes on the side of my nose. Now, that, I mean, they're pretty much gone. You can see like a little mark right there, but it's not it's not bad. So that was fun. And I'll forever remember that memory because I have the marks oh, to prove it. Poor thing. <laughs> wow. How was your week? Pretty good. Not a ton going on. I ran a four miler Saturday morning. Whoa. Um, my body is in an obscene amount of pain right now. Other than that, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My my like feet to ankle to calf right now is very ouchy. Other than that, um, we really didn't do anything crazy. Dave and I have been a. I keep saying like we're being boring lately. We aren't. Like we've had stuff to do every weekend. It just feels like when we're not doing stuff that we're doing nothing. <laughs> Guess what I'm doing tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? I joined a boxing class. That's exciting. I what know. prompted you to do that? Okay, well, it's going to sound stupid. No, I'm here for it. But uh, I saw Michael Reeves, one of my favorite YouTubers, did a YouTuber boxing thing. I was like, I could do that. And so I'm, I started, or I'm going to start. And then also, okay. hey, I bought, uh, I bought a new computer. <gasps> Check you out. So I can play Minecraft now. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm so down. Dude. We got our, we're getting our Steam Deck tomorrow. Do you know what that is? No. So Steam, which says like, I apologize for any gamers listening, especially to David, who's going to, I'm going to butcher the explanation of it. But like, basically Steam, who handles like PC gaming, like you can buy games online through Steam. Yeah, I know what that um, is. Okay. So they created, essentially like, you know how a Switch is? Like they made a Switch, but for their platform. Huh. So it's a very powerful handheld computer and so you can take it on the go with you and you can plug it up to your computer or your t- i mean it's like a switch so it's really okay. cool it's david's really psyched about it because it's going to make pc gaming really accessible because while it's still expensive it's not as expensive as like a full gaming computer setup which like can go well into the thousands yeah um, i spent more than i cared to say yeah. on, on this one my my sister just got his computer's quite old, and we've been waiting for this. We split the cost, so it was total about $500. We split it. Again, it's not cheap, but in comparison to how much like a full system is, it's going to kind of bridge the gap, I think, for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people buy their kids an Xbox or a PlayStation, so that's going... I'm excited about it, and so I will... I'll bring plenty of review for next episode. Yeah. I'm very psyched to be able to, like, take, like, my computer gaming with me be vibing playing the witcher or whatever <laughs> hey parker guess what? what i have some good news what's up we we got our third review on <gasps> itunes or we did podcast yeah so check us out this is a little dance party montage i, I hope you play mo- uh, music here you can. <laughs> yeah we did and guess who's from who's it from is it from our number one fan it's our number one fan, Sydney. 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 Always girl. Love you so much. Oh, shout out to Sydney. Yeah. Every day time. one since day one. <laughs> um cool, 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 cool. Okay, so you said you had an idea. You want you wanted to share something with me today? Yes, yes, I do. Because you know, I'm kind of in a filmish mood today. A filmish but mood. I know that we're theater kids. So I wanted to tell you a couple celebrities, and you're going to tell me if they were on Broadway or not. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I've got I, oh, God. I feel like my, like, they've been on Broadway since is pretty good. 
Like, I feel like that's something I could succeed in. Like, some of these are easy. Some of these okay. are, like, I don't even know who the person is. So it's going to be a little... Okay, cool. I'm excited. Okay. Let's start with an easy one. Okay, Hugh Jackman. He's been on Broadway. He <laughs> has been on Broadway. Broadway. Is he right now on Broadway still, or did he leave The Music I, Man? I don't know. Did he? I don't know. Taylor Hensley's on that, too. I Okay, with the with them taking over Beetlejuice's... Yeah, you can't be a fan. No, but I, I gotta say, just in general, TikTok, I think, saves Beetlejuice. Yeah. it They did, because the, what's her name, Presley, mm-hmm. the replacement, oh, yeah, for, I know who's, the yeah. second Lydia, I mean, they I, I watched an interview where they talk about her TikTok saved the show just totally. I mean, honestly, TikTok has always had the most hype for that show, I want to say, since it first went up i mean that's how i even became acquainted with it yeah because a lot of the sounds from it went viral (laughs) i fell in love with the show and the music came out i i was actually waiting for the that soundtrack to come out really that's so cool that's how i was about spongebob i was the minute i heard they were making a spongebob musical i went apeshit i watched i've watched two versions of the show okay spongebob the earlier version is better than the new version. I don't like it. I agree. I agree. Now, I will say, though, and this is because, okay, this is the most shameful thing I'm going to admit. Um, I don't even know how to say this without, like, not inviting ridicule. The way that Plankton and Karen are portrayed in the show is a little sexy. Yeah. You don't and like it, it? No, I like it. I like it a lot. And in the OG, and so the first rendition, which I have seen the the slime tutorial for, it's yeah. like they it's kind of like they haven't realized the potential that they have yet for these characters. And then when they do, you know, when you see the uh, then I saw the Broadway bootleg, I mean slime tutorial, they added a bunch of more scenes between them where they kind of were clearly making adult jokes. Yeah, so like there's this whole scene. Spoiler alert! We're like. He's like care like the whole B plot becomes like them rekindling their romance. Implied <laughs> like it's more than just fucking. <laughs> um, and there's this whole scene where he's she's like, I can call you a nickname, and he's like, It'd be kind of sweet if you called me big guy. <laughs> and then it's the horniest piece of theater I think I've ever seen. And so they obviously they took it out for the Amazon filming. So I don't know what they did instead. I think they just like whittled the scene down a little bit. Like they just made it a one-off. I was like, you can't show this to kids. No. (laughs) It's so horny. (laughs) Yeah, I am obsessed with the SpongeBob music. I mean, that came out when I was a freshman in college. So So I mean Hmm? Do you want to be SpongeBob in that show? I want to be Pearl, actually. Daddy Knows Best is one of my favorite songs to sing. Okay, if I could choose to be anyone in that show, I want to be Pearl or in the ensemble. The yeah. ensemble numbers are, I mean, it's bar none. So. If I audition for that show, who do you think I get? You could be SpongeBob. I. But the thing I, is, I think they would put you in the ensemble just because you've got like, there's an energy to like the ensemble of that show. It's very yeah. like sprightly and fun and chill. And I think you have that energy. I think that you're someone who could get cast in that because you kind of have the energy I think the show brings. I think I, I would love to play Spongebob, mm-hmm. but I know for myself, I would be a Plankton. <gasps> I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that'd be really good for you. Yeah, I would be Plankton. I didn't even consider that. I don't know why I didn't. That makes but, really more sense. I think I'm just that. used to seeing you be the cute male lead that I didn't even consider for a second. <laughs> the dopey one. The, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I do want to talk about one other show real quick before we get back to what we're doing. Yeah, what's up? Uh, you know Be More Chill. Yeah. Okay, the original Off-Broadway is so much better than the Broadway version. Yes. like I can't stand the Broadway I, version. I, don't I can't even... either. And it makes me so frustrated because I know they're thinking about making a movie about it right now. I'm like, so bad. please go back to the original. Them going to Broadway ruined the show. And that might seem extreme, but that's how I feel about it. <laughs> it did because they, they made the squip like a stupid character. I'm like, dude, that was, <sighs> yeah. that was like my appeal for his character is that he was just really smart. And then they made him like a surfer dude. I hate when, okay, not to go on a tangent, but I used to watch, I was watching this show for a while on Hulu. It's called You're the Worst. And I just, I really like to watch Slice of Life, like young adult TV shows. 
I think they're fun, like Broad City. So I start watching the show because it looked like it kind of, I had just finished watching um, Lovesick and it was recommended to me to watch after Lovesick. And I was like, well, I love this show, so I'll try this one out. And I mean, spoiler alert, if you love this show, I'm sorry. It's the worst TV show I think ever written. It's so fucking bad. (laughs) But the thing is, I started it and I couldn't let myself stop because one of the characters, like a side character, his name's like Hector or something. And he is, so let me give you the premise. Let me give you the premise. It's the two worst people on the planet fall in love and you're supposed to give a shit about whether or not they work out. They're the worst to each other. They're the worst to their friends, their family. They're just horrible people. And you go, well, that's the concept. It's called you're the worst. Yeah, no one's likable. Everyone sucks, but there's this side character and he is a Latino American veteran, a combat veteran, who has severe PTSD and was homeless when he came home from war. So he's got this super fully fledged backstory about like being a first generation American soldier with extreme PTSD. His B plot for the whole series is like he's trying to get the VA. Hi, Sully. He's trying to get the VA to give him better medication and care for his life stoppingly bad PTSD. But the meds don't work. Uh, they make him more angry. They make him, you know, all these issues. And then, like, he finds out that, like, medical-grade marijuana relaxes his symptoms. And then the VA won't give him a card for it. Or they'll be like, yeah, you can get a card, but you're on an eight-year wait list. He'll do events. Like, there's an episode where he goes to speak at, like, a Veterans Day event about his, in, like, his time in Iraq or wherever. Mm-hmm. And then this guy comes up and is like, hey you know i'm a veteran too i don't really get to meet people who are also veterans around here and like he and this dude start bonding talking about their experience this is in la and he's like oh my god i haven't met anyone like who gets it like i came home and i feel shit all the time and i went through all this stuff and i was homeless when i got here like they stopped caring about me and the only reason i have a house now is because i do he's basically an indentured servant for the main character but he's also like, you're my best friend. I'm like, well, then don't make him do shit for you. He's talking to this guy. And it turns out the guy is an actor who's like method acting to play a, an army veteran. Aww. And so he lied to lied to him. Every single B-plot episode that was about him was so fucking good. And so like emotionally charged and well acted. that I couldn't stop watching this show. But this was a tangent that it did bring up for a reason. <laughs> And I'm remembering it now. In the first season, there's another side character who's like a slut. And she's like a little, like she's just party girl, you know? But Mm. she's not stupid. She like has a job. Uh, She is aware of current events. She's just dresses with her boobs out. And she's like, woo, you know, she's a woo girl. By the second season, her IQ has dropped 300 points. She can't string two sentences together. Like they made, like I feel like they made Phoebe like from Friends stupider. I just hate when they make characters dumber because it's so Phoebe's obvious. Did for Friends, yeah, I think I, you could take Phoebe out of Friends and it would be the same show. Yes, I. People are gonna hate us for saying that, but I it's mean, true. It's it's true. No, I agree. Um. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I no, just got really I, heated about that. I do. I do have to say, and this is this is another tangent, but um, you, we talked about the best, the worst written show. Yeah. I have to say. This is my honest opinion. The best written episode of any TV show ever, just in TV history, mm-hmm. is episode six Episode six of Squid Game. It is the greatest writing. Which one is that? I, Which one is that? Which one is that? That's when the up. old man... Oh, I'm going to yeah. spoil the show. The old man uh, dies. And <gasps> it is... Okay. Yes. I, I went in... I already I totally spoiled the show for myself because I didn't know how big it was at the time, and I watched. <gasps> that's a lot of the films. Marbles episode. Oh my yeah. god, that's the best episode in TV history. It is. It genuinely is. Just the way they crafted the that storyline in general. I mean, with him having the episodes, and then like Song Wu. Oh my gosh, I, I don't know what to say about that episode. Other I than fully you know, cried, fully it. cried. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert! But Ali was my special sweet baby. No, I um, no, that's I okay. hated that I spoiled that entire show for myself because I watch I watch oh. so many film analysis videos that it just Got popped it. up on my like yeah. thing and I didn't realize how big Squid Game was and I didn't think I would watch it. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll mm-hmm. watch this. And so I went through the whole thing and spoiled everything. Okay, that was my tangent, but yeah, that is the greatest episode ever written in TV production. 
is episode six of Squid Game. One more thing about Squid Game. I yeah. gotta say, love that show. My, my idea, and I think I've told you this, that is the only TV show that they can make it an international TV show mm-hmm. and not just focused in Korea. I know it's got a lot of like symbolism in Korea, but this they could pick this show up and I'm not even saying put it in the US, put it in like Russia or just they could just totally change the show. Yeah, for any totally different country. Yeah. I think and, it'd be interesting to see it from like a culture we don't usually see on TV, like South American or like an African or like a Middle Eastern yeah. culture. No, it would be so cool. I think it's like- so funny that you bring that up because literally like not like right before we started recording, I texted David like, I want to rewatch Squid Game. I mean, <laughs> I have my Squid Game poster and I have another yeah. one that you can't see in the room, but it's maybe one of the most important TV shows I've ever seen. I love it so much. It's so good. And it's uh, genuinely, I think it'd be so cool to see it go to different countries because it's the yeah. only TV show that would ever have, I mean, it already has the global reach. And then just moving to a different country, I think would be so unique and that no other show has the ability to do that. Didn't, okay. Sorry, I'll stop talking. I just didn't some like Mr. Beast. Yeah, Mr. Beast. Okay. I'm going yeah. to get shit for this statement. The Mr. Beast stands are going to come for me. I he did a squid him. game. He did. And Okay, listen, listen, listen. I get it. I, I get Hosting your own Squid Game severely misses the point of Squid Game. It does, but <laughs> he was following a trend, and I like the thing I do like about him <laughs> is the fact that he does. You can almost not like community outreach because it's not, yeah. but it's it's a game show to where if you watch his older videos, it was just him giving money to his friends, and now it's like anyone can get money from him, right? And it just his production scale in general has grown so much from what I've seen of his new yeah. office. It's ridiculous. I don't have a problem with the work he does. My issue, and he's not the only person who did a squid game. Like, I'm just picking on him because he's the first one I could think of. I think, like, fucking Netflix did one. Like, U.S. Yeah. Netflix, like, hosted one. The issue with hosting your own squid game is that no one dies. And you're like, you want people to die? No, I don't want people to die. Like, Squid Game isn't, like, a fun little competition for money. Mm-hmm. It is life or death. I'm in such severe debt, I have to put my life on the line. Yeah. You know, if you take out that part of the equation, it's just, I want money. <laughs> have you uh, have you heard of the YouTuber William Osmond? Yes. Okay, have you seen his video of him building the things for Mr. Beast? No. Okay, he, it, he posted, like, a, he went... He went radio silent for like three months and no one knew where he went. He built, he built the things that they wear on their chest, like Ooh. the 456 circuit. Yeah. And that video, it took the first five minutes are really boring. And I think that's to his detriment because the rest of that video is an emotional roller coaster. Like yeah. at the end of the video, you see him like he just kind of like breaks down and cries at the end of the video. Oh, Lord. And it's so real. You're like, whoa. It's a great video. I do, uh, Mr. Beast, uh, William Osmond. I'll, built I'll link it. I'll link it on our yeah. on our post. It's great. <laughs> okay. We talk about the Squid Game for thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but back back to back to yeah, this. Sorry, uh, sorry. Yes. Carly Rae Jepsen was she on Broadway? <sighs> yes. Can you tell me what show she was in? No. She was in uh, Cinderella. She played when? Cinderella. When? It was I. I was in New York when she was doing this. I, I think well, it was good for her. Twenty fourteen. I just get the vibe that she did. I mean, yeah, twenty fourteen. She's very talented. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, let me find yeah. another person. Nick Jonas. Yes, he was in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Dang it, you're good. Okay. Uh, just... <laughs> the way I mean, that, that him and Daniel Radcliffe had me hooked. <laughs> during... Yeah. Chris Pratt. It's a no. It's a no for me. The answer is no. He has not been on Broadway. <laughs> Hell yeah. I feel like there would have been outrage if he was. Like anytime he does anything, people get mad. 
Uh, what's what's the Stranger Things kid's name? Gate Gatton. There's so many, and yeah, he was. He played Gavroche. Well, right now he's playing. Uh, yeah, well. And what? I said, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in uh he's in Dear Evan Hansen right now. He's playing the. Oh yeah, I knew that. I just hate that show, so I didn't give a shit. The, I think he's great. Gatton or Dear Evan Hansen? I. I'm a little jealous that he can just say whatever role he wants and get it. I get it. <laughs> and it, it just, it bugs me that I can't do that. <laughs> so I think it's a little unfair. Maybe he's like a witch. He's just really good at manifesting things. Well, I, I, my biggest thing is that I think he's going to end up, when that Be More Chill movie comes out, I think he's going to say that he wants a role. And my guess is that he'll, he'll end up with a... Uh, Jeremy. The thing is, and I don't is think that he's a the Jeremy. Stranger Things kids could say they want anything and they'll be given it. Yeah. And it's not it's not a knock on them. It's a just the fact that their show is I mean, it is what's the word like it's permeated American viewing culture so much. It's like the hottest thing. So mm-hmm. I mean I just I just think that he's yeah. he's gone on record saying that Be More Chill is one of his favorite shows. That's a bad opinion, but go off, King. Oh, that's one of my favorite shows. Just shut well, up. I don't like <laughs> it. I don't like it. I they love to, it. I they went to Broadway gonna... and I got shit. It is in the same vein as Dear and Hanson to me, where I'm like, this doesn't deserve to be as good, as famous as it is. Well, the the original show is better. I, I've told you. Well, that's Broadway my opinion, and so I don't give it attention anymore because now it sucks butt cheek. Okay, well, listen. He he's gone on record saying he's his favorite show, and he's yeah. good friends with Joe Iconis. And I really, truly believe when that's a movie, he'll say that he wants Jeremy and they'll give it to him. And it, it's like, he wouldn't be the best Jeremy. Like, I, I'm not saying I'd be the best Jeremy either, but there's plenty. I would be the best him. Jeremy. I would be the best Jeremy. <laughs> but like, there's other people, like the guy who played, what's his name? Uh, in the Ratatouille musical. <laughs> we, what was his name? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but he'd be great as Jeremy. Yeah. I, I think I'd be better, but it's... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. James Corden. Was he on Broadway? This is a tricky one because he's done multiple movie musicals. But I don't know if he's been on Broadway. I'm going to say no. He has been on Broadway. Oh, it's a lot or like once? I think once. However, he played uh, Francis Henshaw in One Man, Two Governors. One One Man, man, Two two Cups. (laughs) Played on Broadway in 2012. All right. Yeah. Into it, King. Did you have anything you wanted to talk about today? I did. I had a little listicle to share. Hit me with it. Um, yeah. Sorry, this is like this is such a nine thirty a.m. episode. Yeah. Troy and Abed in the morning. Hold on, I just got an alert that Elf and Musical is having auditions. Oh, it's in Blue Ridge. Never mind. Where? Blue Where? Ridge. Blue Ridge. Are they paying? I don't. Let's find out together sneeze um it's the blue ridge i'm not gonna say that on the thing it just says and no roles have been precast whoa there is no further information i love that that means no <laughs> it is not paying probably. it's literally what to expect auditions for elf the musical come have fun with us not a time <laughs> sign up <laughs> sheet <laughs> just make it happen all right see you there <laughs> What the? Uh, I miss theater. Yeah, I want to do um, it. They're going to be doing Boys in the Buffet out front, and a part of me and I've been talking to my friend Kyle. I'm like, I really want to do like a Skivvies, like cabaret. <laughs> and he was like, You should do it. Like, you should host it for your podcast. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, Okay, yeah, the adult theater kid, naked cabaret. We'll do that. I'm sure they'll fly over real well. Okay, hey, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, we can. I've been we're naked this whole time, and nobody knows. <laughs> Every time we record, you're like, who's in it? <laughs> okay, I have a fun listicle to share. Uh, 22 school play disasters that will make you cringe. Can't wait. Okay. When I was 14, I was in a show about King Arthur. In the very last scene of the show, the kid playing King Arthur projectile vomited all over the stage. After projectile vomiting... He passed out while still on stage. 
<laughs> Our director rushed the stage, carrying him off backstage, and we had to do our last fight scene, complete with swords and shields in a massive puddle of vomit. The audience watched in horror. At what point do you just say, I'm sorry, there's a, there's an issue? That's what I'm thinking. At that point, you go, sorry, fam, we got to hold on for a second. On. Yeah, no, I've done a show where there was a puddle of pee on the stage, and we continue. Like, like a dog pee? Or a people pee? Oh, a people pee? Not a people pee! Yeah, and I'm just like, at what point do we stop the show and be like, hey guys, there's a technical issue. We'll be done real quick. And the biggest the biggest thing that I did, I had I had two theater nightmares. Like, there's, I did Little Shrimp of Horrors. I played Seymour. And it was a high school production. We bring up this production every episode. We do, because I love that show. But I played it in high school. And We know, you've been telling us since episode one. Okay, whatever. But, <laughs> so I was doing the show and the dentist left like after he died he went home like he just fully left he just fully left and so when i don't know why i was in charge of this but i would set every prop for act two not just my own every prop in the show including flipping the shop from like a desolate one to like a running one Intriguing. I did that by myself during intermission. Intriguing. So I had a lot to do. And then the show starts. And you know how Seymour walks out with that leather jacket. And he's like, mm-hmm. hey, what do you think? Well, I go back there. And turns out the dentist took the leather jacket home with him. And I'm like, well, I'm supposed to walk out with that leather jacket right now. Because I didn't realize. <laughs> so I walk out there and I, I'm not wearing it. And I look at my Audrey. I'm like. I was going to buy a leather jacket to surprise you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they were all out at the leather jacket store. <laughs> like, what was I supposed to do? I was they like, were oh. all out at the leather jacket store. I knew a guy, speaking of puke, I knew a guy in high school who did, I think when I said like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like a stage play. Mm-hmm. And he was dry heaving for something and he dry heaved so hard he made himself throw up. and that same guy he might know who i am talking about if he ever listens to this uh when we did little shop he played Oren, and there's that scene during uh now feed me where Oren comes across with audrey audrey and he's like beating her up yeah well audrey was like peeing or something (laughs) (laughs) he missed her cue so he saw like a friend of his not like a friend he saw a girl that he knew like she was in theater but she was like a sophomore um and she and him weren't close but like they knew of each other uh and he was like all right i'm picking her it's like went in the audience and he dragged her across the stage and i think there's photos of it somewhere so that was a wild that was a wild card of a person i was a narrator for my school play i got mixed up with the words and ended up laughing so hysterically, I accidentally peed my pants on stage in front of hundreds of people. <laughs> the worst part, I tried to clean it up by mopping it with my socks and spread it all around the stage. We had oh, to stop the play to clean it up. <laughs> no! It's so hard to not mess up that show. Oh, no! Mm. I played Mary in the nativity scene. The boy playing Joseph dropped baby Jesus, (laughs) whose head proceeded to fall off and roll into the lap of a kindergarten student sitting in the front row. That sounds too good to be true. I don't believe that. It's the baby Jesus time for me. Hold on. I'm going to send you a new thing real quick. Okay. I want to tell a story real quick about the nativity thing. Tell, Tell me your tale. Okay. So I'm. I don't want to give it like a ton of details about this because it's a script that I've worked on in the past and it's a script that I probably am going to continue working on in the future. But uh, they have a character. It's about a theater. And he's talking yeah. about how he's so like he's been in theater his whole life. And he's like, I love it. I, you know, I was in the production, our first production ever at, at the theater. And we do like a little flashback and it's him swaddled up as a baby and it's Joseph and Mary and they drop him <laughs> but it's like a real baby he's like yeah and it jumps back to him in real life I was so good in that role I did <laughs> just... he, wait he's baby Jesus and they <laughs> drop oh no 
he's like okay <laughs> that's genuinely maybe like i wish that were a real story that's so fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> during my senior year of high school my choir teacher ended up setting some of our scenery on fire because he thought it would be a good idea to have fireworks go off inside during one of our songs we did for Susical the Musical. <laughs> the audience went for the exit while he put out the fire. And we just had to stand there and keep smiling and singing like nothing was going wrong at all. Yeah, our teacher was a real bonehead. <laughs> What song? I don't know, but it thinks Susical makes it like 30 times funnier to me. <laughs> I was like, what song would I even be in? I, mean, I guess the um, end? I mean, like... I don't... Okay, if it couldn't be the end, what's, just pick a song. What song do you think it would be in? <laughs> I'm going to see how lucky brother. you are. Just <laughs> 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 What if it was in Solace Alou? Oh, no. I feel like the Wickershims could like really get down with some pyrotechnics. <laughs> um, it's Notice Me Horton. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Notice <ahead>. Me Horton. <laughs> oh no. Um, I was in a mean girls play once and was supposed to kick the radio into a person in the front row who had a pad on her face. I screwed up and kicked it in another girl's face and broke her nose. I hate like having to throw stuff on like when you have to like projectile things for theater like we aren't athletes you know and I recently did a show where I was the stage manager and we had multiple like things had to be tossed moments and so um one of them was like we had to throw glasses they had to throw them into like you know the crash box yeah so they wouldn't get and they weren't glass they were plastic but the plastic could still break and like pose a problem you know what i mean yeah so it's like that wasn't an issue they got that pretty down pat but i had to at the start of the show throw a vibrator across the stage right because like I was basically in the wings throwing out like like she was like throwing her boyfriend's shit out of her room. Like that was the gag. Yeah. So one of them I would throw out a pink vibrator, but we didn't get it in the mail until the day before we opened. So I only had like two runs with it. Yeah. And so I threw it right the first time, the first one we had with it. And it's like weirdly light, but it's a weird shape. So throwing it was super weird. And like I had to go through like this tiny crack in the door and not get seen and aim like here, but miss the face of the other actress. There's so much going on. And then the second time we ran it, I threw it and it got intercepted by a bar stool and just went in the trash can. <laughs> it was a very good shot, but not where it needed to be. I did a show called Forever Plaid and at the opening of act two we have this number that's like um it's supposed to be our hawaiian themed number so we give out lays to people okay and so there's an actor there's i have two stories about this but i'm going to save that other story for a different podcast <laughs> he throws a beach ball to me that i hit out into the audience and he's like hey smudge catch and i turn and he throws the ball to me and it just goes right over my head and lands on the like seven foot platform behind me and so i turn i look at it then i look back at him because we both know that the only way to get to that seven foot platform is blocked up behind the stage by a ton of stuff so i'm sitting here doing logistics I'm like how am i going to get this ball i'm wearing a full white tux it's logistics time yeah and so i look at him i look at the other two actors and then i'm like i just decide okay i guess i'm gonna jump up on this thing <laughs> so we spent probably like a minute and a half of me trying to climb awkwardly up the seven foot platform i get up there i throw the ball down everyone applauds and then i look back down at the three people i'm like and i say this how do i get down <laughs> we had to figure did the out. rest of the show from the platform we had one of my actors uh my best friend adam came and like picked me up off the platform and put me down on the ground and everyone clapped and we continued Good but it was it was sixth grade. I was auditioning for Wendy in my school's production of Peter Pan, reading the scene where she walks the plank. 
all the other girls auditioning were just ducking on stage. So I decided to jump off the stage. It was a five foot drop. Eyes closed, my head held high, hands tied behind my back. I forgot I was wearing a skirt and flashed the gym full of students and teachers. That's why you don't do extra shit in your audition. You think you're going to do something really fucking extra and it's going to get you cast. It's not. I disagree. That's why I like to go first because I feel like if you don't. You set the tone. You set the tone and no one can. (laughs) Yeah, because if you come out there, do something like different, then it's like, okay, they obviously took it from you right yeah not the other way around and i hate i hate going second i always try to go first i always try to go second i always try to go last and i see what everyone else did and i try to do it better (laughs) i Um, i try to get out there and set the i try to be the best starting off so no one can compare this is like the pettiest thing ever but we were doing callbacks for uh, a show i'm not gonna say what show it was and this girl got a callback and she um wasn't a strong singer to start with but i like she was a pretty good actor so clearly they were like weighing their options and she this song had lines like about physical humor but i've never seen it staged where there was physical humor and so she's running it with her friend in like the green room and like there's a line where like i fall over and she fully just like rolled onto her butt like she was acting everything out and i wanted to be like this isn't going to be this like the sleigh you think it is I think a lot of people, especially who do character acting, get told it's easier to take away than it is to add. In an audition, <laughs> calm down a little bit sometimes. If you're in a vocal callback, they're trying to hear you sing. And they're trying to hear you give it character. They're not trying to see what you're going to put on stage. A bit here and there is fine. If it's simple and not distracting. You know what I mean? If it's something yeah. you could fuck up, don't do it. Because you get told in high school, I always had our high school director be like, make a, make a choice, do something wild. And then like, we'd all like do something that made no fucking sense because we're like, well, for him to love us, I have to make a choice. Don't make a choice just because it's a choice. It doesn't make sense. Don't do it. Especially not in an audition. You can't pull it off every time. The, I, I had a meeting with a casting director two days ago. Yeah. Two days ago. It was like a class and he was talking to everybody and he said, you know, we love it when you make choices in general. And I do think you should make choices, but make sure they make sense in the character. If that doesn't yeah. make sense. He said the biggest thing that he thought, I mean, for the few auditions I've done recently, I've been, I've decided I was going to take more chances with stuff. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, I can, t- I can give you the statistics. I've gotten five callbacks in the last two months. Just because I mean I I just started not not that I don't care yeah but like I've gone out of my way to be different and this one that I just did in Texas they told me the whole reason I got it when you're filming auditions for film you typically have your blue backdrop and right. that's you're in front of the blue backdrop and they swear by it you have to do it that way mm-hmm. the reason I got the Texas movie is because I didn't do it in front of the blue backdrop right I filmed it in front of my fridge and while doing the scene I made a sandwich and ate it. I mean, but that's not the same. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. Like that, like no, the dude yeah, from, because like the dude from Stranger Things had a similar audition story where his self tape, he quote unquote broke all the rules. Which I hate. Do this. You have to do this. If you don't do this, fuck you. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut the mm-hmm. fuck up. No, they found Harrison Ford in a fucking mechanic shop. Yeah. Uh, get over yourself. And I know I sound like a bitch when I say that, but I don't want to work with people who will not consider an actor because they don't have a high def camera and professional audio and professional lighting. If the best actor you see can do it with their iPhone in front of a wall in their house and you won't cast them because they can't afford or haven't made the investment in something, I don't want to work with you. And that's just my opinion. And people may disagree with me, but uh, that's why I always joke. I'm, you know, Man, you're making a lot of statements that are going to offend I'm people today. really snippy today. I'm, like, yeah. really feisty on this day. I don't know. I mean, that's my thing. Like, why I don't do theater full-time is I don't want to work with everyone. And I won't. We should call this, we should call this uh, Parker Hates Parker hates Be More Chill. I, <laughs> Parker's <laughs> anti-Be More Chill episode. 
Um, I was a narrator and had to hold up a boo card at certain points for audience participation. I wasn't concentrating, missed my cue, and held up the card too late. The <laughs> audience was full of other children, and some of them started booing during someone's song. I still feel terrible. <laughs> it's so fucked up. Oh, I love that. Oh, no. <laughs> so funny. Um, when I was in third grade, all the music classes put on a performance. The girl who stood diagonally in front of me kept purposefully putting her hand in front of my face during a spirited finale of jazz hands. <laughs> I would bat it away during rehearsals, and as it got closer to showtime, I got more frustrated and warned her not to do it during the show. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, she did it during the performance, so I bit her. <laughs> I'm not proud of this. Hey, I I'm a little proud of this. No, you should do that. I mean, it's on trying to be a jerk. I bit her. <laughs> a lot of these are about puke. Like a lot of these are about vomiting. Y'all vomit on stage a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, this one's just like I played Mary and then I vomited on Baby Jesus. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. When I was 18 for my assessed A-level exam performance, I played a female Mephistopheles in Marlowe's Dr. Faustus. We had been drilled repeatedly by our teachers not to adjust our costumes because it was breaking character and would lose marks. I fucking hate teachers like this. It's like, stop. It, I hate that. Just adjust your costume. It It is more normal to fix something than to blatantly ignore it. I and again, hoes are going to come for me when I say that. But we did a production of Grease in high school and a baton got left on stage and they all kept like, we're just blatantly ignoring it. You know what would have saved the show and the scene? Just pick it up, take it off stage and continue like nothing happened. But no, instead it sat there and it's all anyone could think about. Well, it, and you know from seeing shows when people just leave stuff, it's all anyone can focus on. It's like, how are they hey, going to do that? Just pick it up. Oh, I can't. I'll break the character. No, you won't. Yeah, people get... pick things up in real life actually yeah actually in real life we pick things up i i hate oh that's my biggest pet peeve anyway at the end of the play my <laughs> at the end of the play my right boob made a break for it out of the course that i was wearing and i didn't dare adjust it I just had to leave it for the oh, longest no. 10 seconds of my life. No. She pulled out <laughs> one boob for the audience. Mephistopheles, no. <laughs> She's like, will this get me an A? <laughs> I was the Virgin Mary. A lot of nativity plays. I was the Virgin Mary in a second grade play, and I had to sit on my friend because he was the donkey. Long story short, I ended up farting on him. So he stood up and said, ooh, don't fart on me. And everyone started laughing while my face got super red and I started to cry. <laughs> it's mortifying. You should have stayed in character and said, you're a donkey. <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking donkey. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's a different Bible story where the donkey talks. Get out of here. In high school, during a dress rehearsal, my male counterpart shit his pants. I... Instead of appropriately excusing himself to go to the bathroom or change out of the rental tux, he continued the run-through. In one of the last scenes, I was supposed to lie dead in his arms, face in crotch, Lying perfectly still with my face in a pile of shit was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I deserved a Tony for that one. Did the teacher know? This is a stop. This is a Tyler no. <laughs> Tyler, no. We're not. No. The show will wait. That's horrifying. What the hell? Oh, my. Oh, no. The worst feeling is having to use the bathroom while you're on stage. If if you're a new actor, for goodness sake, go to the bathroom before the show starts. Oh, I don't have to go. Yes, you do. 
Yes, you do. You have to. It's, yeah, you do. Actually, it's, it's you do. Tradition. I think you, you know go. and you do. Yeah. You go. <laughs> Doesn't go matter on. if you're only in the first number or if you don't leave the stage for the entirety of Act One. I don't care. You're going. I got another Forever Plaid story. Oh, um, yay, Forever Plaid. Forever Plaid. Forever Plaid's a fun show. It's only four actors. But uh, <laughs> they, that costume, and all four of us said it, was the most difficult costume to go to the bathroom in. Because we had these, we had our shirt stays, and shirt stays, if you don't know what they are, is they yeah. connect to your shirt and they connect to your socks. They're like right. little things. And so you have to wear those to keep our shirts like pulled down. And it's right. a full, tux, but it's a light tux. So going to the bathroom and then having to undo the stupid shirt stays. I hate shirt stays. They're the worst creation ever Man's made. Traumatized. I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> And so now when I have to tuck in my shirt on stage, I'm going to out myself here. I wear two pairs of underwear because I'm like, I don't want to deal with the shirt stay. I love that. Yeah. So I'm like, I just tuck it in. I'm like, it's whatever. Yeah, to your socks? Couldn't you guys just like clip it to your boxers? No, it had to be to your socks. Those <laughs> specific ones. Damn, that's a lot. Because you had to hold your socks up too. So it was like a. Oh, I've seen the sock holdy ones that guys used to wear, but I haven't seen a full like connected one. Yeah, I, I think those are kind of hot. Like in the eighties, like when businessmen like would have like a shirt on and then like the weird braces to hold their socks <laughs> up because elastic didn't exist. I guess I don't fucking know. Um, I had to tell you something. I just thought of it. What was it? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna remember it. I'm gonna remember it. What did you just say? Oh, I remember now. Um about like when you can't leave stage so when i was a freshman in uh high school i had um really bad anxiety and i because i was suffering from um uh i had a, a gut infection but i didn't know i had it yet so i'm in mr burns the post-electric play and i'm playing bart and if you don't know bart comes on stage and is on stage for the rest of the show i left one time for like two seconds so i was i was off stage for the length of toxic by britney spears so one i was always terrified i'd have to like pee so i mean i just was like or i didn't drink anything before i went on because i didn't leave stage for an hour i'm going on stage one night and i am getting the just the queasies i ended Mm. up having to go get surgery for this so i'm fine now but we didn't know it was wrong at the time we were like oh it's just like really aggressive like ibs no there was something living in my stomach but it's okay uh, <laughs> um the raccoon. yeah <laughs> i had a ratatouille rat in there <laughs> helping me but like so i usually didn't feel good i most days i felt like shit but i was feeling like really nauseous and nausea was different usually i just felt like on like pain like i was on my period all the time kind of but like instead of in my uterus it was my tummy but I'm getting nauseous and I'm walk on stage. I feel like I'm two seconds from just, and the entire time I'm on stage, I'm like, don't puke, don't puke, don't puke, don't puke, don't puke. And I kept thinking, I'm like, I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. It's going to happen. I was like, it's going to happen. You just have to let it happen. It's okay. It's all right. And it wouldn't happen. And it didn't happen. It's a really offbeat show. And a lot of my numbers were acapella. Mm-hmm. So I was like speeding through that shit. Like I was supposed to take like the longest fucking pause at one point. I was like, sorry, y'all. We, it's a two second pause tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever panicked like I panicked at this show and I was losing my mind. I was like, I couldn't, I I was, part of me was in the show. Part of me was having a panic attack because I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. And I felt like that for an hour and 15 minutes. And then (laughs) I get to the end of the show and I vomit uh, in the bathroom. And my director's like, that was your best show. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to punch him in the face thank you it's just it's so nice thank you so much i had a great time well Um, we have time for one more then i gotta dip yeah me too okay 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 (laughs) i was a maid in a murder mystery play in high school but waited until the last minute to get my costume together don't do that no minutes before the play my mom minutes minutes (laughs) not minutes minutes before the play my mom showed up with a french maid costume telling me she ran all over town all day and finally found one how do you get in this situation i can't 
say I've never been in that situation. Um, but I no, you shouldn't be in that. You should never do that. What, I what tried it on. It was crazy short. And she told me just to wear shorts underneath. It wasn't until after the play. She told me she had rented it from a sex store. Rented. <laughs> How many people had had sex in this thing? How did my mom even know that store existed? <laughs> what the fuck? I bet they wash it. <laughs> I'm sure they do, but like, bro. Oh no. That's really your fault. I, I can't even blame anyone else in that situation other than you. That was your fault. Oh, what a story to end on. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, Let me say our business and then you tell me your role thing and then we'll say goodbye. Sound good? Okay, yeah. Okay, here's business. Um, you, Thank you for listening. Uh, You can listen to our podcast on Apple Pods, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Amazon Music, and wherever podcasts are sold, but not Wondery. Um, <laughs> we are not. We not want there. to, Wondery. Please, please. Please follow us on Instagram at Adult Theater Kid Pod. Um, to get the latest news on Jake and I and the podcast and a lot of embarrassing photos of us when we were children in theater. Yeah. Um, send your stories your questions if you want us to tell you if something you did was cringe or not if it was theater kid of you or not shoot us an email at adult theater kid pod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you uh if you are listening to this thank you first of all um sorry today's it's episode was a little all over the place as i said i ran a fucking race on saturday and i'm still not really recuperated because i'm actually not a runner i'm just someone who makes myself go to races <laughs> But if you are enjoying this podcast, let us know. Um, and by letting us know, please rate and uh, leave a review and follow the podcast. And I know it doesn't seem like much, but it really helps get us in front of other people. Yeah. So do that and we'll give you a smooch on the forehead. I Yeah, personally. Just give me personally. your address and I will drive to your house. And smooch <laughs> you on the forehead. Yeah. Okay, Parker. Well, here's, here's your our favorite bit that we do every our week favorite segment. Our favorite segment uh in legally blonde do you think i could play emma <laughs> yes but every second i thought you said could i play emma and i was like who the fuck is emma in <laughs> it yes well, thank you also the national tour said i could do it too i got oh, a callback for that. that you did but you couldn't yeah. do your filming i can't icon I can't do it, but I did. Well, I did get a callback for it. Look so at thank this you. Little icon, Miss Emmett, Mister Chip on his shoulder makes him something in bold. On the shoulder. All right, I gotta go back to work. Have okay. a great week. I'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, don't kill the part of you that cringes. Kill the part of you that no, I said it wrong. Kill the part of you that dies. Dies. Okay. Bye. Bye.